SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Let's move right along now. We did promise to chat to the KZN Football Academy. They keep taking us on Twitter and a lot of people are interested in, in this academy and they're producing some wonderful players that seem to be ready to make it in Europe already. And we are joined on the line by the CEO of the KZN Football Academy, Carlos Catalino. Good evening, Carlos. Thank you for speaking to us here in, on SAFM. Yes, we are fine. Thanks, uh, Carlos. How long has the academy been running for? So we started in uh, 2014, uh, basically hitting the road, um, looking for young, uh, undiscovered talent uh, to actually create opportunities for these young players. And uh, so we've been around for the last six years. Mm, great stuff. And are you satisfied with the progress made so far? We're very happy. We're very excited. You know, we've achieved quite a bit in the, in the few years that we've been together. Um, I think we can achieve a lot more. I think we are working uh, tirelessly day in, day out to try and find and unearth some more and unbelievable talent that this country has. And by trying to create uh, more opportunities for more players. And who is the brainchild behind this academy, Carlos? The brainchild. Oh, the brains. <laughs> well, basically, um, this project started a couple of years ago. Um, the whole idea is was uh, that the natural young, talented players weren't getting enough opportunities. Um, we were then approached by the South African Football Association. And thank you to Dr. Jordan and his vision, giving us the platform and opportunity to actually start setting up the academy and actually start looking for these young players. So it was a combination of the situation that the country was in, um, in the youth development. We felt that there was a big need and a big requirement to promote uh, young players and to develop them and to give them an opportunity to, to get into professional football. We found that it was um, something that the country was actually lacking. Yes, and the SAFA president speaks highly of this academy. I've heard in a, a couple of press conferences that I've attended, he always makes reference to the academy. Was it part of the FIFA World Cup legacy? It was. It very much was. Um, okay. Dr. Judan uh, believed in our project. He believed that uh, we had something different to offer. And um, he's supported us. And SAFA has been amazing in the support. You know, a lot of times they do not get the credit that they deserve. Um, but uh, on our side, we can say that they've been with us uh, all the way. They've supported us through the project, through thick and thin. And um, with the World Cup legacy coming on board, uh, we were able to do quite a bit of work, and the results are, are from that hard work. Great stuff. And you seem to be sending players overseas or to Portugal every other week. Do you have a number of how many players you've sent overseas now? Uh, so we have sent 15 players uh, to Europe. Um, we have currently nine players in Europe at the moment. Six of the players had to return due to COVID. They will return hopefully beginning of next year. Um, but um, there's, there's a lot of prospects still to come. You know, um, unfortunately COVID has really been very bad for us this season. Uh, not able to train uh, the hours that we need and um, it's really taken us a, a back a step. But we're working in the background to change that and to get some of these players back. Uh, we've got a wonderful generation coming through in 2003, which, um, you know, will, I think will uh, really make uh, South Africans proud. 
And do you have partnerships with teams in Portugal? Because most of them seem to be moving to Portugal. Is, or is there a reason for that? Well, basically, we use Portugal as the stepping stone. It's basically an opportunity. We like to put the players in. Um, as you heard, uh, JJ Ococha uh, in your interview uh, basically started from the lower ranks. and yeah. up. We found that this is a, a, a perfect opportunity. Um, the Portuguese football is very well suited to the South African player, the, the technique, the, the tactical uh, football that they play. Um, you know, they give us that freedom that our players need. Um, and it's a great uh, springboard for the players to, to showcase their talent. It takes a year or two and some three to adapt. Once they have adapted, then they start flying. And as you see, it's Papela Sotole now. It's flying in Tabosele and, um, you know, Sibu uh, Shibani are starting to make names for themselves on that side. And now we have clubs from outside of Portugal that are, are showing a keen interest to move them along into their leagues. And let's talk about these players. For those who have just joined, joined our conversation, we are trying to find out more about the Kezidan Football Academy. And we are speaking to the CEO, Carlos Catalino. You can send us your voice notes if you have any questions to 061-4104-107. You've already mentioned this Pepe. That's the one they call Yaya, right? The big boy. That's correct. Tell us Pepe about Yaya. Blue child. Tell us about Yaya. When did you first come across him and how is he doing? Well, Yaya, we found in 2014, he was a 14-year-old. Um, we basically saw him within five minutes of uh, one of our um, trials that we held in Ulundi. Um We were very excited to see him. Um, our technical coordinator at that stage was uh, Paula Cardoza, who was from Sporting Lisbon. And um, he said, look, this boy has got something special. And we need to move him to Durban immediately and uh, start working on him. And in a few years' time, he is definitely going to reach uh, the higher ranks. So we brought him into Durban at the age of 14 and developed him. He had an opportunity through the Durban Under-19 International, which was a great tournament, um, giving him a chance to get to Sporting Lisbon. Took him a little while to adapt. And now he's into that first team and uh, showing his mettle. Great stuff. And Tabo Tele is another one making waves. He's a youth international. What can you tell us about him? Tabo is a, a great player who comes from Kwamashu um, here in Durban. Um, unbelievable talent. Um, an unbelievable person. I have to tell you that these boys, a lot of these boys, it's, it's, it's their personalities and uh, they, they give him more than just their talent. Uh, mm. Tabo currently speaks um, Portuguese, Spanish, um, uh, as uh, additional languages since he's been in Europe. But he's uh, a go-getter. You know, nothing puts him down. There's uh, quite a bit of opportunities arriving for him now. Uh, we are in discussions with a few uh, interested parties. So we're looking forward to Pablo actually getting to the next level. And Shibane, is he the striker? Shibane is the striker. Shibane was um, uh, at Victoria Stubo. He had a great opportunity there. Unfortunately, it uh, didn't work out. He's now uh, off, off an injury. has started now playing again. He's playing in the third division. Um, he has started slotting the, the goals away. A very sleeky striker, uh, uh, an amazing uh, ability and natural talent on the ball. Um, 
And, uh, you know, we always say we don't have outright strikers. Well, I think we do. You know, we just need to give him those opportunities. And right now he's, he's showing it. Yes, I actually did see a video of him scoring a, a goal. I think it was a couple of weeks ago where he killed one in from the right there into the top corner. There was uh, Shibani. But not only that, Carlos, there are some players that are playing in the local league. I um, mean, the PSL, you've got players, you've got a player at Arrows and Wandwe, right? That's correct. Willem uh, Saini, uh, Boise came from Richard Bay. Another great player with a lot of talent. Um, Francis and Lovo, Felipe and Lovo, who's at the land of Pirates. Inkanisa Zungu um, yes. was another player that's at Orlando Pirates that we uh, discovered. Um, there's a couple of them, Sandilim Teto, who's at Triple uh, United, um, a centre-back, uh, another mm. great player. Um, so there's a, there's a couple of them. At Marisburg, we've also got a few. Uh, unfortunately, if you'll remember Shangas, who was um, unfortunately passed away due to this lightning strike, Mm. Uh, was another player that came from the academy as well. Um, so we've got a lot of players in the local leagues. We've got a couple of players now. Um, uh, Nene is just uh, a professional with uh, Amazulu. Yes, so yes, there's yes. a couple of players. Yes, I saw that. And on on that note, then I mean, what does it? Um, on that note, then how does recruitment work, Carlos? Well, basically, the academy has got its own. Um, profile on players that we scout. So for every position, we've got a physical attribute that we need the players to have. We need to have a certain type of technical ability that the player has. And it doesn't matter if it's a right wing or left back, each position has that profile. And we start looking at those profiles from the young ages. The academy at the moment starts from under 11. We are putting a program now that will start with under sixes, uh, which will give us an extra bit because we, we're finding a lot of players are missing their technical ability. Mm. And we basically take the players through to under 19, and then at 18 we try to place them in professional football or give them that opportunity to then showcase their talent. So six is the, is the age to start them? Well, we want to. We've uh, we started a plan for, to start in the beginning of the year. Um, at the moment, the academy, uh, like I said, is from under 11. Our youngest player is nine years old. We are back-to-back champions in all the age groups uh, in the, the local leagues here. Uh, we've got fierce rivalries with uh, Amazulu and Golden Arrows, but we are back-to-back champions. And unfortunately, COVID robbed us of uh, the triple, I think. <laughs> I'd like to think that way. Um, but yeah, we've, we found that um, as football grows, we need to start working a lot on the younger ages, uh, giving them the technical uh, ability that the boys need, and to start teaching them fundamentals that they require. So basically, the academy works like a syllabus, mm. like you would have in school. So you need to have those attributes which will assist the players throughout their career. And so do you hold trials then to try and find these players or to get players to join the academy? We basically do three types. We basically scout players. We get uh, referrals or we, we attend certain tournaments at certain times. Other times we have what we call closed trials where players come in and then they basically are set to a training session and then pass on if qualified to a further two weeks with the academy team. And then we have open trials, which unfortunately, through to COVID, we're not able to host this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, we had just over 4,000 players that attended the open trials. 
uh, over four days. But, um, you know, so those are the three mechanisms that we use. And, um, you know, players come from everywhere uh, to attend. I mean, we've had players from Northwest, we've had players from Uppington, we've had players from Cape Town, uh, Eastern Cape, you know. So at the moment, the academy is getting players from the whole province and from the whole country coming into the province to, to try to get their opportunity. And, you know, as an academy, we wish we could do so much more. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not that easy. And I saw a couple of weeks ago there was a notice about a scam alert. What was happening? Are people um, advertising your trials or, or what was going on? Uh, we have, we've had uh, an individual that's uh, been around Durban for a while, which he runs uh, basically a scam where he tells parents that if they pay him 400 or 600 rand, uh. that he will organize a trial at Kazarin Academy or at Amazulu. Um, we had contacted Amazulu as well let them know that the scam artist is going around. You know, the academy would never uh, ask parents to pay that kind of money uh, to attend the trial. And if there is any issues, you know, the parents need to come directly to the academy. Um, there's a lot of these uh, scam artists out there, and, you know, it's not just Kazan and Academy. Amazulu has been caught in it as well, and Maritzburg as well. Um, we've been targeted uh, for quite a while. We've tried to, to catch the individual, but um, so far he's being elusive. Okay, so let's be careful out there, folks. So where can people find the Academy if they want more info on social media? Well, basically they can go to all the social media platforms. They can go to Twitter or Facebook or um, um, Instagram. Uh, we are Kazanin Academy. Uh, in Kazanin Football Academy on um, Facebook. Uh, all information, so anything regarding trials or scouting or programs is on our Facebook. There is a contact number on Facebook and on Twitter that we often put down. That goes directly to our manager, and he will then assist any queries that any parents would have or any players or coaches. Um, you know, we're happy to talk to anybody that uh, would like to have any information around the academy. Great stuff, Carlos. You guys are doing some wonderful work there. You're also visible. Also, we see you on uh, social media, and I'm glad to hear that is part of the FIFA World Cup legacy, and long may it continue. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Carlos Catalino, CEO of the KZN Football Academy. It is 8 o'clock and time for news.